WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement. It is Monday night. They can only mean one thing. It's Brigitte's birthday. <laughs> the birthday girls in the house tonight raised back. A couple special guests. Michigan State baseball season preview tonight to start the show. Uh, if you're not familiar with Spartan baseball, get familiar with it. Uh, we've got pitcher A.J. Dunn joining us tonight, as well as catcher Kyle Kunkel. So be sure to stay tuned. They'll join us shortly, as well as Pavel's back. How was the weekend, bro? It's been great. Glad to be back. Brigitte, the big 22. I know. What do you have planned? Uh, nothing too big. We'll see. We'll see what's going on later. She's all done up, fellas. You better look out. (laughs) Rick's, Rick's, the Riv, wherever, look out. Uh, But also, Ray Mara joins us. Ray, what's up, brother? Nothing. Just uh, trying to recover from this little little accident I had this morning. Little slip and fall, bro? Yeah, I bet it pretty hard. Going to work. Hey, it it happens. You know, we've been talking for, for weeks how people need to hang up the bikes. Like, don't ride your bike when it's snowing out. I'm still seeing bikes out. Apparently, don't run when there's ice. Oh, I saw I saw totally, somebody totally bite it when they were running today. It's great. That's <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're that. What a great person you are. Such a warm heart. Such a warm heart you have, Pavel. Maybe it's because you're from St. Louis. This should be a little wake up call. I see you rocking the hat. This the STL. You getting you ready for baseball season or what, bro? Absolutely. Hey, but Kunkel, is that a Detroit hat? No, it's not. What what load hat is that? I don't. San Diego hat. San Diego, get out of here. That's cocky. Dunn, you got to be a Tigers fan. Definitely. A.J. Dunn, right-handed pitcher for the Spartans, joins us tonight as well as catcher Kyle Kunkel. All right, fellas, we'll get right into the baseball preview. First off, you guys play like your first 15 games on the road, obviously, because of weather. How does that affect your preparation, or is it just simply going out and playing ball? Uh, I think it just comes down to going out and playing ball. If you try to make it anything more than that, that's what it is. You try, need to try to keep it simple. I mean, the hard part, obviously, is that we're inside – all these southern teams are outside practicing, you know, in the warm weather. But we have indoor facilities and all that, so it makes it a challenge. But like you said, just getting outside and just playing ball. I've been doing it for a long time. So we know you guys have had the opportunity to, to play in the duff over the over your breaks. Uh, you look at the new facilities you guys have over there at uh, Old College Field. Can you talk about what that has done for your game? The new hitting facility obviously gives you more space. Uh, probably an opportunity to work on your game even more. Yeah, I think more so it helps out with the hitters because, you know, we can get four cages going at once. It's a brand-new hitting facility. It's well lit. Oh, yeah. It's also good for the pitchers, too. we got new two brand-new clay mounds in there. So That's yeah, big. We were pitching off uh, plastic mounds before, so the, the dirt's a little bit different than pitching off a rubber mound. It's uh, nice because you're overwhelmed the first time you throw off a dirt mound after you're throwing off a spaceship for, you know, the first three weeks in winter. Michigan State, they open up their season this Friday in Deland, Florida, against Stetson. Obviously, first fit, about 15 games are going to be on the road, but they also uh, have a big event tomorrow night. It's a 2008 Michigan State baseball first pitch dinner. Um, we look at the honoree that night. Uh, tomorrow night, actually, Drayton McLean, uh, he's the owner and the CEO of the Houston Astros. Uh, guest speakers include MSU head football coach Mark D'Antonio, and obviously Coach Gruy, Coach David Gruy will be there as well. And so that's going to be tomorrow at the LaSalle Bank Club, fourth floor uh, at 6 p.m., the first pitch dinner, and that's uh, in support of Michigan State baseball. Uh, We've got A.J. Dunn and Kyle Kunkel joining us here tonight. Fellas, you look at at the tough – you guys have arguably one of the toughest schedules in the Big Ten. Can you talk about the schedule, and are you guys looking forward to playing some of the toughest teams to prove what you guys can do? Absolutely. I think that – you know, without question, one of the toughest schedules, but I was done on purpose, you know, to make us battle-tested for the Big Ten when that season comes along. But uh, I think it's more than that, just the opportunity to show that, hey, we belong to play with some of the best yep. teams in the country. Yeah, I think we're ready this year more than ever. So, I mean, I guess it'll be a test to ourselves, but uh, it was for a purpose, and I think this year we think we're more ready than ever to play that kind of schedule. So with the, you guys' pitcher and catcher relation, you guys have a special relationship, or was it like the quarterback center? What, what's it like? Yeah, a little bit. A little Except bit. I'm probably more of a playboy than he is. Not so much the quarterback center. Let's not get too carried away. Come on. <laughs> no, he's the center. I'm the quarterback. No, but, um, no way. Yeah, there's some shenanigans down in the bullpen. You know, you have to kill a little bit of time sometimes waiting up, you know. But there's there's a little bit of a bond there. So what's the deal? What's, like, the pastime? Is it the, the sunflowers spitting? What is it that you pass the time in the bullpen? Uh, I think it's... I think there's some sacred things that are just only to be happening down in the bullpen, but definitely all that stuff goes on. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of chirping. 
a lot of chirping, a little bit of heckling out there from the pen, yeah. you know. Making fun of each other, keeping it light. So uh, AJ Dunn and Kyle Kunkel join us here tonight in the Spartan Sports Rep. AJ, obviously the pitcher, Kyle the catcher uh, for Michigan State baseball. AJ, you grew up in Grand Ledge, Michigan, attended Grand Ledge High. Yep. Uh, was it always Michigan State? I've always been a Michigan State fan. I'm not just saying that. I've been a State fan since I was in about kindergarten. I didn't know I was going to play at State because I really didn't have the opportunity until uh, Coach Curry got the job and he saw me later on in the summer before I came here. But always been an MSU fan. What does Coach Gurry bring to the table? What do you like about uh, about DG? Uh, you got to say he's uh, it's a turnaround for the program. He's getting a lot more press for the program. He's he's progressive. Where I'm not trying to badmouth anyone, but from what I've heard in the past, they just were kind of uh, happy with where they're at. They're kind of happy with being in the middle of the pack, and he's pretty committed to bringing MC baseball to the top of the Big Ten. And he you know won't be satisfied until he does that. I think Coach Gurry thought a question is. Has one of the strongest will to win of any man I've ever met in my life, and he definitely brings the youthful energy and passion to every practice, and you know determination that we're gonna we're gonna win and not just be content with anything. So I think that's the biggest thing. And you look at the expectations this season. You guys return a lot. You return a lot of offensive production at the plate. Brandon Doherty, Steve Gerstenberger. Uh, the infield could be the strength of this team. Where do you think the strength of this team lies? I think absolutely bringing back those experienced players is a big big key for us in our success. But uh, I think the biggest strength is just the fact that, I would say, as corny as it sounds, is our team. I think we're really a uh, close-knit team, and that's going to be the strength pretty, for us. Pretty cohesive group. On paper, definitely the infield is pretty impressive, and uh, not taking anything away from that. But our team as a whole, we've, I think we're up there, along with any team in the country, as far as how good we get along. You know, Hanging out on the weekends, we're, we're a true team, I think. A.J. Dunn and Kyle Kunkel of Michigan State Baseball join us here tonight on the Spartan Sports Wrap. Questions, phones are wide open, 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, but we continue on with our two baseball players in here tonight. You look at the one of the toughest schedules in the Big Ten, somewhat of a disappointing end to the Big Ten season. We won't shy away from that. But was that disappointing end to last season, the loss at Illinois, was that motivation throughout the off season to not let that happen this year? Absolutely. That's happened the past two years with us. We've come one one game away from making the Big Ten tournament, and I think not just for the seniors, but the whole team, but I think especially the seniors, that you know, there's no way we won't let that happen again. We want to go out on top this year, so that's definitely been motivation in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. Last year, too, we were basically 500 in the Big Ten, and you can go back in the archives, and you really can't find another time that a 500 team in the league play didn't make the tournament. It was kind of fluky, too, so we're going to try to take matters in our own hand and not even uh, you know, have it be a question. We're going to you know, be one of the top three or four teams, hopefully, this year. AJ, in my opinion, the pitcher has the best job in maybe all of sports. You work every five days. Uh, do, you, do you appreciate the, the time off you get, obviously, to rest, to rest the gun? If you have a gun, what are you throwing? What's your, what's your, what are you topping out at? Uh, topping out in the low 90s, pretty much. So do you appreciate the, uh, you know, one every five, you know, kind of leisure? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. I'm a bullpen guy, but definitely as a pitcher, you do get to, you know, you're not playing every day. You know, a guy with a lot of appearances will appear in. Not even half the game, so it is. It is nice to have your time off. So, Kyle, you're the catcher. Is AJ got the, the strongest arm on the team, or what? Uh, AJ definitely has the most electric stuff on the team. He's got a fireball cannon arm. So, as far as in-game procedures, how much um, liberty do you have over pitch calling as a catcher? Um, I think that I don't think it's actually. It's more of a cohesive, I guess, between the. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to say? Probably. Yeah, I guess you could say that um, the coach will call the pitches, but let's say Kunkel's in the game, he yeah. could come back and say, hey, the three-hitter for this team, you know, he looked pretty vulnerable on the inside part of the plate. He was getting his load late, and, you know, what you have. So, you know, the catcher can communicate, and the pitcher can tell what he's comfortable with, and then it's kind of a, a group effort between the pitcher, catcher, and the coach. I think ultimately, yeah, it's open communication. It's, you know, there's obviously a plan the coaching staff has that puts in, but it's open for discussion to make sure that we're both on the same page. We look at we look at go ahead. Oh, is it just kind of like a build up chemistry over like in the off season kind of develop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As, as a group, you figure out what what you're comfortable, how you're comfortable working a, a righty or a lefty, and which guys certain situations. I mean, just from looking at, I'm not a pitcher, but also I know we work with the pitcher's strengths, not just trying to look at the other, not playing with the other team, but making sure that we pitch with our strengths. Ultimately, that's most important. Mm-hmm. Catcher Kyle Kunkel and right-handed pitcher A.J. Dunn join us here tonight on the Spartan Sports Trap. Spartans open up their season this weekend, uh, the 22nd, Friday, at Stetson. That's in Deland, Florida, on 7 p.m. And all your coverage on MSUSpartans.com. Fellas, last year we look at your power hitter, the go-to maybe home run RBI guy, Sean Walker. Who is going to be that guy this year? 
I think there's a lot of opportunity for guys to step up this year. I know another guy had a big year. You know, wasn't uh, probably to his capabilities, but I think you're going to look out for a big season from Kyle Day, another one of our catchers who uh, actually got drafted this past season by the Cubs and came back. He's going to have a big season. He's healthy this year, and look for him to have a big year as long as our whole infield. He got pitched pretty tough last year because he had such a good – freshman campaign so guys you know pitched him scared and he didn't get a whole lot to hit if you look his batting average wasn't that high but he was on base quite a bit and you and you look at the parody there the the push and pull of major league baseball with with kids getting drafted out of out of high school you got two freshmen there coming in that were drafted out of high school how do you balance that urge to go to major league baseball you know you're gonna have to go to double or triple a ball or whatever before you get to the big leagues but how do you balance that that pull to to go to the majors or stay in college I guess each guy it's different. Some guys might just have a dollar amount they want. Some guys, you know, say they have a disappointing year, they might turn it down and want to come back to, you know, win a championship if they just came short of that. I guess it's each guy personally has their uh, own agenda, I guess you could say, whether it be a money thing or just an opportunity thing, but it's, uh, I guess, different for everyone. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's a personal basis. You look at Michigan State baseball, they open up this season Friday at Stetson in Deland, Florida at 7 p.m. Also, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. in the LaSalle Bank Club is the Michigan State First Pitch Dinner. Uh, they're going to honor Michigan State Baseball Alumnus of the Year, Drayton McClain Jr. He's the owner and the CEO of the Houston Astros. Uh, guests include Mark D'Antoni and obviously head coach David Gruy will be there. So uh, that's tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at the LaSalle Bank Club. That's the Michigan State Baseball First Pitch Dinner, supporting Michigan State Baseball. All right, fellas, obviously you start on the road in Florida uh, is is the warm weather something you guys are looking forward to? I can't say enough about how excited we are to get down there. I uh, I hate the winter and I hate snow, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, it's great as a pitcher too. You don't you know it doesn't take that long to warm up when it's 80 degrees and humid out. You know, it takes half the pitches in the bullpen. And when we come back here, it'll be 40 degrees, and that's a little bit of a pain. It's nice uh, you get warmed up quicker, and it's just a lot more fun to play baseball in warm weather. You look at the pitching staff this year, AJ. Where's your strength in the bullpen going to lie? Uh, I think just having uh, having some options, having a handful of guys that can go out there and uh, get guys out. We might not have as many lefties as we want, but the lefties we have are all capable of getting guys out, and I think we've got uh, a lot of guys that can fit into necessary roles. We don't have a bunch of guys that are cloned the same type of pitchers. We've got different type of guys that can get uh, different type of hitters out. And so what are you guys looking forward to most about the season? Is it, is it just getting it started? Is it getting back into Big Ten to kind of get some revenge for last season? What are you guys looking forward to most? I mean, just getting outside and playing baseball again. I mean, being inside, cooped up, it gets kind of old. We're just ready to get going. Yeah, it means we practice less. No one really likes practice that much. <laughs> so we're going to be playing, you know, four or five games a week and practicing once or twice. So that's, that's definitely nice. How much of a factor does uh, the cold weather have, like, on you guys in, in I think, game situations and practice? Well, I think absolutely every northern school is at a disadvantage, meaning that, you know, like I said, you can't practice outside as much. You're not used to, you know, just wind and outside conditions. But... You know, once you get going, it gets towards the middle of the season, I think it starts evening out. Everyone's on the same boat, but it just takes us a little bit longer. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, going down south early in the season definitely helps us for later on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. A.J. Dunning, Kyle Kunkel, Michigan State Baseball. They join us here tonight on the Spartan Sports Wrap. Questions for those guys. Uh, Jamal Spencer's in the house, too. He'll be in shortly. No worries. ABC3, man. Uh, 517-432-3893 is the number. Fellas, you have an impressive freshman class that has come in. Uh, which freshmen should we look out for to make an immediate impact? Uh, you, you talk about the position, guys, and I'll talk about the pitchers. Kind of all right, go ahead. Uh, as far as the pitchers go, they're all talented. But I'd say um, right now, A.J. Octor, he's a big, tall Powerful righty from uh, Ohio, big six-five kid that can uh, light up a radar gun a little bit, and he can throw strikes. He's uh, pretty talented. Normally, when the freshmen are that talented, they don't throw strikes as much as you like them to. But he can. He he's definitely gonna step into a big spot this year for us. I think probably the smallest kid on the team, as far as uh, being the skinniest kid, but probably one of the strongest arms is uh, John Roof, who uh, we have come in. We call him Jr. He. Uh, Actually, has an older brother named Eric on the team. He's going to be a great guy for us in the middle infield, so I look for him to have him be a major impact this season. doesn't look the part, but he, uh, he plays yeah. the part. 6'1", right. 155. That's right. It's going to be the, right. about the weight of my wife. So, <laughs> poor, poor fella. 155. Do they do they add weight to this list too? I, no, I don't want to bag on. I heard he's. A, I really did hear he's a very talented player. Yes, yeah, and, uh, he is. and obviously, look out. I mean, look at who's that shortstop from St. Louis? The little guy. 
X Time. X Time. Yeah, so you know. He's on the Blue Jays now. It, it, hey, I know your your ties to St. Louis. God, you had a crow hop to make it to first base. I'm pretty sure he was a World Series MVP when they beat the Tigers. Yeah, I'm sure he's a two-time two World, World Series champ now. Yes, that's right. All right, no, no mean to bag on our fellows, but Michigan State Baseball, they open up the season uh, this Friday in the land Florida against Stetson. All right, fellas, um, I've, I had Brandon Doherty on the show last year. <laughs> See, he, he told me some things. He was on the show for like 20 minutes. He was just hilarious. Uh, he said uh, the pregame rituals, he said he does like this thing called click-click-boom. <laughs> where he gets his hair all wet and then whips it at you. Yeah, have you guys ever uh, experienced that? I think yeah. we've all been boomed by think, Doherty's uh, click, click, yeah. boom. Brandon's a very colorful character on the team. He definitely keeps things light in the dugout. So, yeah, we've been. I've all experienced a click, click, boom. <laughs> Kyle Kunkel and AJ Dunn join us here on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight, <laughs> fellas. Um, obviously, you're baseball players, so I'm assuming you pay attention to the major leagues, the Tigers, off-season acquisitions, uh, Dontrell Willis, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, your thoughts? You think the Tigers are the favorite? St. Louis uh, biases aside, I think there's no question they got one of the most talented lineups on paper. So now it's just a matter of making sure they're a cohesive group and can put it up together on the field. Yeah, their lineup is going to be nothing short of explosive this year. So oppo- opposing pitchers are not going to be excited when they face the Tigers. All right, and lastly, fellas, to wrap up uh, this more so for AJ. Uh, we not to you know promote bad sportsmanship, but what does it take for an opposing team to trigger you to being a player? Uh, well, basically it has to do with um, the safety of your own guy. If, if a guy on the other team throws at one of our guys' heads, you know, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball hits in the head, that can do some damage, and it's almost like checks and balances. If they threat, you know, if they do that to one of your guys, you almost kind of have to do that to keep you guys safe because if you buzz their tower with you know, 92, they're not going to have their guy do that. Their hitters will go back and tell their pitchers to stop doing it, and then that's that. Have you ever... Ah, uh, not as a Spartan, no. <laughs> so there, there it is. A little, che- I like that a little. It's like civics class. A little check, little checks and balances here with Michigan State baseball. Uh, but fellas, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. AJ Dunn and Kyle Kunkel, fellas, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, women's basketball, some NBA trades, Michigan State hockey. They're ready to face Michigan Friday in men's basketball. They're on a two-game losing streak. We'll talk Spartan sports when we return. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. All the gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure Radio. This is Monday night, so this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on 7 to 8 every Monday night. If you miss a show, you want to catch it. Uh, we're just at the tail end of our interview with A.J. Dunn and Kyle Kunkel, Michigan State Baseball. Don't forget, you can go to our website, impact89fm.com. Uh, simply click the podcast logo, and you can listen to our archives, downloadable as MP3s, listen to us all day long. Uh, but we go back to the phones. We're not going to stray away from baseball quite yet. we got Mike for, with a question for the fellas. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Uh, I was wondering if you guys have any personal goals set for the season. Is this Mike Manny? This is Mike Manny. Uh, I just want to give a little shout-out to because, so anyone who doesn't know is listening in. Uncle Mike, as we like to call him, is probably the biggest baseball fan I know. So it's good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, AJ, you tell him your goals. I don't, you go first. Uh, personally, I don't know. I just, you know, no statistical goals, really. Just... I, know, I guess you'd say it's a team goal. Just want to, you know, make that Big Ten tournament and uh, make a run at a regional, make a run at the postseason because it's been way too long since MSU baseball has done that. So I'd say that'd be the biggest goal I personally have. 
I personally want to shatter every single season record that MSU has, including uh, home runs. So that's my personal goal. Kyle, Kyle, Kunk- Kyle Kunkel with some lofty goals. Hey, Mike, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck this season, guys. Thanks, yeah, I Mike. Appreciate it. So is there a story behind that one or what? Is, is, it, is it the president of the, no, the top Mike. nine club or what? <laughs> Uncle Mike, actually, is my little brother's best friend from high school. So uh, I've known him for a, a long time. It's good, it's good to hear that we've got some Michigan State baseball support out here. Hey, we'll we'll keep the phones open. If you've got a call, Michigan State baseball, uh, we've got a couple fellas in the house tonight. A.J. Dunn, he's a pitcher, and Kyle Kunkel on the receiving end, obviously the catcher. So they join us here uh, for a few more minutes <laughs> at least. No pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> but if you've got questions for these guys, uh, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address I just logged in now, so go ahead and shoot those over. Uh, it's wdbmsports at gmail.com. All right, fellas, since I got here, we're going to continue on. We'll get we'll get to baseball. We'll get to the NBA. We've got plenty of time. I've seen a, an increasing trend in the styles of baseball, like clothing styles. First off, your opinion on the straight brim. I kind of like to put a slight curve in the brim, but what is it with the straight brim? I believe Coach Gruy wears the straight brim. <laughs> I personally like the slight bend myself. I don't like the straight, straight brim. You have to have a little bit of flair. You like the Anthony Reyes? Anthony Reyes. Yeah, he irons it. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. That's it. Mine personally is a little bit on the flatter side, but I guess it's personal preference. Just I know the way you like. You know the way you like. Yeah, look good on the field. To look good, to feel good, to play good. So it's your personal preference. <laughs> and this coming from the guy who's going to shatter every single season Michigan State baseball record. Kyle Kumpel joins us as well as AJ Dunn. Fellas, is it going to be uh, knee high socks, or are you going to go with the pants pulled down to the ankles? I want to have pajama pants, huge baggy pants. So definitely not the knee highs. What about superstitions? Talk about superstitions. You got any? Uh, I know Kyle. Kyle has some weird ones he might not want to talk about. He's got uh, the night before games. He's got this teddy bear he sleeps with. <laughs> no one knows about it, but it's it's pretty it's pretty cute. It's true. Uh, personally, no big superstitions. Uh, I'm a big even guy. I have to even things out and finish things with my. It's kind of hard to explain, but I can't, I, everything I do has to be in pairs before the game. Okay, got, I got you. Look, some superstitions. Um, yeah, a little bit. You you guys like look? Do you load up your hats with pine tar? Like in the brim or what? I definitely do. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, will wonder, oh, that ball's moving a lot, AJ. And, I, you know, I don't tell them it's a pine tar, but it really is. That's that's the secret to my curveball. Do you keep the sandpaper in the back pocket as well? Uh, yeah, a little Crisco on my chest and uh, some other substances on my pants. But I haven't been caught yet, so hopefully we can keep it that way. I hope not, yeah. Michigan State baseball, AJ Dunn and Kyle Kunkel join us here tonight. They open up the season uh, at Stetson, it's in Deland, Florida, 7 p.m. on Friday. You guys get the season going. How tough is it, like you talked about earlier, being in a northern school, how tough is it to get established because you can't play baseball outdoors for 12 months? I mean, it's definitely tough, but this actually is the first year this new rule just put into place where it's actually nationwide where uh, all Division One teams have to start at a certain date. So in the past, we went down and played teams down south, and they already had you know, 12, 15 games under their belt. Yep. And this year, it's not that case. You know, all teams are starting the same time, so I think that's uh, more of an even playing yeah. field. The for southern teams. teams aren't too fond of it, but the South isn't always big on change, but they'll <laughs> they'll get over it. So, who's the funniest player on the team? Is it Doherty? Uh, Doherty's got to be up there. I think this man sitting next to me, AJ Dunn, has got to be yeah, up that's there. That's a lie. So AJ Dunn is so hilarious. Oh no, I'm not a joker. I'm a straight shooter. I'd say the funniest guy on the team would probably be a freshman right-handed pitcher slash outfielder third baseman Brandon Eckerly. <laughs> the guy's the next coming of I don't even know who Dave Chappelle. He's funny. Hey, so Hutchinson, I see you with the Hutchinson shirt on. Is that you steal that from Dory? Uh, I'm, I'm exposed. He didn't know I stole it from him, but if he's listening right now, I, I did. Uh, he left it in the uh, dryer, and I just kind of sniped it. So Hutchinson, yeah. C- I'm, a, I'm familiar with Hutchinson CC. because oh, yeah. no. obviously Doherty's half hour interview last season. <laughs> yeah, you know he got he got us familiar with with the click click boom and you know, what do you, you guys have like gummy bears in the dugout or something? You can't Don't talk touch. about. We can't no, talk we can, about we those. Can, no, it's it's all right. It's okay. I guess it's out. Uh, the coaches now. have a personal stash of gummy bears. It's only for them. And every time we score. It's a little, little game we play to try to steal gummy bears without the coaches knowing. And you know what? I don't like gummy bears, but when you eat these gummy bears that you steal from the coaches, they taste that much better. They taste so much sweeter than the average gummy bear. you got to love the, 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 theft, the theft of treats <laughs> in, the, in the dugouts. But, fellas, that, I think that'll do it 
we thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Good luck this season. Michigan State baseball, they open up Friday in Deland, Florida. Against Stetson, they play Missouri Saturday and then Connecticut on Sunday. Uh, they are in East Lansing the 14th of March, and that'll be their opener against Quinnip- Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac, yeah. Yeah. Quinnipiac. All right. Yeah. Difficult to pronounce, but Quinnipiac uh, in a three-game series right here in East Lansing. So we wish you guys the best of luck, and thanks for taking time out of your nights to join us. I appreciate us. it. Thank thanks you. A lot. And we'll take one quick break, but when we return, I promise we'll get to the NBA trades. Gasol Shaq, now Jason Kidd, which is going to have the biggest impact on the West? I have my opinion, and it won't be the Mavericks. Hockey as well. Men's basketball to conclude. And you are listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, you're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. Thanks to A.J. Dunn and Kyle Kunkel of Michigan State Baseball for joining us in studio uh, for the official Michigan State Baseball preview. Trying to get Michigan State Baseball some exposure because obviously, notoriously, from the Southern teams have been powerhouses in baseball. And uh, Michigan State obviously on a, on a mission to be powerhouses across the board. And so, obviously, uh, baseball on its way towards um being a powerhouse, obviously, with the new facilities, and obviously that has an impact on recruiting, and we've already seen the results of that with one of the best recruiting classes in the Big Ten that Coach David Gruy put together this past season. And Coach Lopez, as well as Tony Baldwin, the recruiting coordinator over there, Michigan State Baseball, doing a great job of bringing the most talented players from all across the country right here to Michigan State. Uh, But as I speak, Jamal Spencer, what's good, my brother? Nothing much, man. Settling in my warm seats and uh, relaxing on the show. It's all right, you know. Feed the stereotype. You relate. Uh, yeah, um, I'm on CP time. Uh, you know, so had a little work, <laughs> <laughs> had a little work to do, but uh, yeah, I, I made it eventually. So it's all right. It's all right. But yeah, welcome into the show. We're on every Monday night, seven to eight p.m. It's the Spartan Sports Wrap. If you are at Goodrich's Shoprite in East Lansing, thank you for listening, because a little birdie tells me they listen to the show over there, as well as Crunchies, as well as Showroom Shine, perhaps. Yeah, actually, uh, the Shine's closed. The shine is closed. Yeah, the winter hours. They'll, uh, uh, they'll be open to 8 after, like, March, but mid-March. Wherever you're listening, we appreciate the support. We are a nonprofit station, so we appreciate all the support we can get right here at The Impact. you want to get in touch, uh, the email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Jamal, it's Brigitte's birthday. What should she do? Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, how old are you, first of all? 22. Then you know what you should do. <laughs> I'd say go get belligerent somewhere. But that's just me. <laughs> I don't know, you know, any, you guys know what I mean. But yeah, we, can, we can't endorse any naughtiness on the show. But en- Brigitte, enjoy yourself. <laughs> in, in, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Be happy. Thank you. But I'm sure Brigitte will. Um, we continue on. Women's basketball, just a quick note. Uh, Alyssa DeHaan, she's named Big Ten Player of the Week the third time this season. Um, in parallel to the women's winning streak, the three straight, they have won. Uh, the potential of this team is what stuns me. They're going to be tremendous for years to come because they'll have Alyssa DeHaan paired in the post with Aisha Jefferson. I just think that is a tremendous one-two punch, uh, one of finesse and shot blocking, and then you know you get the strength and the boarding out of Aisha Jefferson. Uh, but this team is good, and they're good now. I think if they make a push uh, and, and take care of business down the stretch, they will find themselves in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but let's not forget, uh, Izzo d- didn't have a stellar first season here at Michigan State either. So uh, be easy on Susie Merchant. Perhaps one of the, Jamal, help me, most attractive w- female coaches in the Big Ten? Definitely. I know she's a married woman, but Definitely. we can say that. We can, yeah, yeah, we can it's, a, it's a compliment. It's she's, a compliment. She's, she's a very good-looking coach. So, that is correct. So we, we'll put it out there. Speaking of married, every time she gets to the podium, I'm blinded by that rock on her finger. 
look out. Pavel, Pavel's already checking to see if she had the rock on the left. No, you can't help it. It's just right there. Glaring hey, good for you. her, you know. Do what you can do. Obviously, Brigitte. <laughs> so, what, Brigitte, did you have like a, a carrot minimum? Is it like at least one carrot? Hey, I say do what you got to do. And if she wants the big rock, good for her. Ooh, look out. 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, the email address, if you'd like to get in touch there, wdbmsports at gmail.com is the email address. Wherever you're listening, thanks for tuning in. This is the Spartan Sports Rep. All right, the NBA. I believe the NBA is on the rise. A tremendous rise just in the past week has instilled a new appeal and new vigor to the National Basketball Association. First, the trades. Always drawing interest. And like we discussed last week, I think people like to talk about the NBA more than they like to watch it. In that in that comparison, that ratio, uh, more than any other sport. We like to talk about the NBA and whose team is better, this, that, than we like to watch. We'll talk college football, but then we will watch hours and hours of college football. We can't do that with the NBA. But I think that ratio uh, will change uh, with the impact that these trades are going to have, especially on the NBA, also, the play, or pardon me, the playoffs this season. You look at the East and you're going to say, wow, I want to see Detroit-Boston. Or what's Cleveland going to do after a terrible, I'd say, regular season so far? Um, but we look out west. Paul Gasol to the Lakers, Shaquille O'Neal to the Phoenix Suns. And now it appears, as I'm somewhat of a prophet last week, I said Dallas needs to move Maurice Hager and Desagana Jop, and they're doing just that. So now Jason Kidd appears headed to Dallas, and obviously I'm sure you've heard the particulars involving uh, Trenton Hassel, Keith Van Horn, Sagana Jop, Devin Harris, Mo Ager, $3 million cash, two first-round picks, Whew. two New Jersey for Jason Kidd and uh, Antoine Wright or something. Some bum. Some, Malik, yeah, some nobody. Malik Allen, Malik and then Allen. Antoine Wright's going to be dealt in a separate deal to Dallas. So there you have it. Three, two definite trades and another that is near completion. Approval from the league, and I think it'll go down. Keith Van Horn is going to get paid $4.5 million just to come out of retirement and go, go to New Jersey for a couple weeks. If he doesn't take that... Call his somebody needs to call his agent and beat him. His he's got, agent. He's got a family to feed. He Are needs. you kidding? If, I, if I'm his, if I'm his agent and I get two and a half percent of his deals, are you serious? A, a couple hundred thousand. Go, go to New Jersey. I don't care what you have to do. I don't care how out of shape you are. Go, but fellas, looking at the NBA and the trades, let's just say a hypothetical that Jason Kidd does go to Dallas. Which trade is going to have the biggest impact? On the on that particular team's chance of winning a title, Paul Gasol to the Lakers by far. Um, I think that you put a true power forward in Gasol with an up and coming center and Andrew Bynum when he's healthy and the most lethal player in the game in Kobe Bryant, and that's a you know that's all you need. You need a score in the backcourt. You need two big men, and they have that, and they are going to be the best team in the West when Bynum comes back. Does Kobe's injury to that left pink, that right pinky scare you? Kobe can shoot left hand if he wants to. I mean. <laughs> Not really. I'm just saying he's that good to the fact that he's not going to let a you know injured picky stop him from being dominant. Birthday girl, talk to me. I'm kind of excited to see what Shaq will do for the Suns. You know, they've had great seasons, but they've always missed that X factor that has led them to be a champion. So I'm tempted to see what kind of pace he's going to bring to the team, what he's going to do for Amari Stoudemire. And, I mean, we all knew Sean Marion didn't want to be there, so I think it's good they got him out of there. And I'm just excited to see what he's going to do for the Suns. Like if he can actually put up numbers in in the West and, and run, see, running you know, up and down the floor. And see who's going to help. And you know, Steve Nash is great assist leader. So as long as he doesn't get injured, you know, I think he'll do good things for them. Your thoughts on the most recent NBA trades and one that seems imminent? Jason Kidd to Dallas five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three is the number. Pavel, your thoughts? Biggest impact: Gasol, Shaq, or Jay Kidd? I'd agree with Jamal. I'd say it's the Lakers with Bynum. And uh, Kobe and now Gasol, it's going to be dangerous come the playoffs. But I think in the long run, if you look at next year, we didn't even you haven't talked about this. Mike Bibby to Atlanta, playing near next to Joe Johnson and some of those that talent they have in Atlanta. I'd think Atlanta would be a favorite next year before the season even started. Hot Atlanta, boy, the ATL. They got Josh Smith. 
now Joe, you got Joe Johnson, the like all-star. 14 small forwards oh, on that team. The young, the, Josh like, Childress. Like all the young kids a few years ago are starting to mature. they got to put it together. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But, but they got Marvin Williams still, too? Yeah. Look out. So another small look forward. Look at all that talent as, I just yep, as like, Jamal. All small forwards. Hey, you're listening to the Spartan Sports Rap, but we here love the NBA. And so I'm on a mission to put the NBA back on the map somewhat. And it kind of fell off. My opinion, who will have the biggest impact? I have to agree with you, Jamal, and say Paul Gasol. Shaq, I believe, is too old. I don't think he's going to be able to give you extended minutes. And in that short period of time, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have against the team. Yes, Shaq will have an impact, but how great. Paul Gasol is Kobe's number number one man, right-hand man. Kobe will get over that. If he has surgery, he'll be back for the playoffs. If not, he'll play through it. I think Kobe Kobe Bryant is the best player in the NBA. I won't say ever yet. Win another title, then then it's tough. But that that's been debated to nauseum. I don't even we don't even need to go there. But Paul Gasol to the Lakers. I don't care if Jason Kidd goes to to Dallas. Here's my opinion. As long as Avery Johnson is the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, they will not win an NBA title. Hmm. The general. I don't even need to go any further. They will not win an NBA title with Avery Johnson as their head coach. They should have traded him. <laughs> Not, forget forget trading half the roster and costing Mark Cuban. I saw reported to, it's going to cost Cuban $27 million to get J. Kidd to Dallas. That's the worst trade out of three. Oh, absolutely. Let's look at the the, the, you know, the quality for quality. Dallas is getting screwed. They mortgage their future, and in two years they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they're going to be looking to shop Dirk Nowitzki because... Everybody on that team is going to be 35, 36, 37. Dallas Mavericks, where veterans go to die. <laughs> there it is. I am hoping that this trade gets finalized to New Jersey, and then my new favorite team is the New Jersey Nets, bro. Look out. Look at the other side, though. If they do win, you're going to say this trade was like... If they win the NBA trade? title. My it, Joe, my Joe Dumar Siri, they win the NBA title. He, Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson, they made the right move. Exactly. Like when Joe Dumars drafted Darko Milicic, that was the right draft pick. You know why? Because the Pistons won the title that year. Hmm. You have to live in the present. They won the title that year, so you can look at that draft and say, you know what? Joe Dumars did make the right pick. They won the title. Uh, But Dallas will not win an NBA title with Avery Johnson as their head coach. I just want to know how many NBA titles does Jason Kidd have in his career? Zero. He's been healthy, relatively healthy. I mean, if you consider him a Grant Hill, who was the co-rookie of the year with Jason Kidd, He's been relatively healthy since 1995. They took the Nets to the finals one year. What they, didn't they get swept? And lost. They, they they lost to the Lakers. Lost to the Spurs. So he can get them there. But ain't gonna win it. So yeah, don't get me wrong. The Dallas is gonna be good. But what? Are they, where do they need help? Low post scoring. Who are they getting rid of? Sagana Jop. Yes, he's not a scorer. But what does he do? He can lock up Shaq when you have to play a seven game series. He can lock up. Tim Duncan, when you have to play the Spurs, and you know it's going to go to seven if those two teams face off, as it seems it always does. But Sagana Jop and Mo Ager, as well as Devin Harris, those seem to be the, the three coys there to uh, to New Jersey, the, the important pieces. And I'm happy to see Mo Ager get a shot in New Jersey, or somewhat of a rebirth of his career. He's been buried on the bench and in the D-League. I think with extended minutes in New Jersey, um, you'll see why he'll be an extended pro, and in my opinion, an all-star down the road. You know, for various reasons. Detroit, Pro City, baby. <laughs> right, right. You got to rep. But looking forward now, March Madness is quickly approaching. Are you looking forward to the NBA playoffs or the NCAA tournament more? I mean, I would always say NCAA tournament, but with these recent trades, I want to see the West beat each other up because with all these guys going to the West, even though Gasol was still in the West, you know what I mean? All these teams gotten better in the West. They're going to beat each other up to the point that whoever comes out of the East has a good shot at winning the title regardless. The NCAA is always going to have March Madness and you know magical moments, but I think the NBA playoffs this year could be pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Brigitte, are you looking forward to watching the NBA playoffs or NCAA tournament? I don't know. I'm a sucker for the tournament. I mean, Michigan State could get knocked out first round, and I'm still like enthralled watching the TV, watching like all the different teams play. It's just something exciting and like. I don't want to say magical about March Madness, but it really is. You hear that, fellas? She's a sucker for the <laughs> tournament. So what do you got to do? You get the 2000 tournament on DVD. <laughs> pop, pop it. 
Uh, Pavel, what's the deal? NCAA tournament or the NBA playoffs? Which are you looking forward to watching most? It's got to be the NCAA's because you know it'll get done within a month, and then you can go back to watching the NBA playoffs. That's when it get it gets interesting in the NBA playoffs. Here, you know the NCAA's get done like the first week of April, and you'll have what the like, conference finals. It's the most important part. Conference finals get into the finals, so I'll watch the NCAA's because there's nothing like it. Comes every year. There's nothing like it. The excitement's there. First day. I love the first day. Starts at noon. Basketball all day long. Oh, absolutely. Ray, what's up, bro? I just like the fact that it's another excuse to skip class, watch basketball. <laughs> there's just so much, there's so many upsets. And, oh, um, yeah. Like you said, the first game's at noon. It's like yeah, you got to watch it. You're looking yeah. for that 116 upset. It's never happened. But it's gonna, eventually, it's gonna, it's gonna it's everyone's like one day. It's getting closer and closer. I'm just excited to see how MSU does. Oh, with their recent, we'll, scr- recent struggles. We'll, we'll talk, talk about that. We'll talk Michigan <laughs> we'll State basketball. That. Coming up, I got some, I'm caught up with Coach Izzo today. Uh, I got a little clip from him, uh, T.I., well, you know, our good friend T.I., Tom Izzo. Um, and we look, the NBA is on the rise. I'll conclude my NBA talk with this. The All-Star Game, fabulous. Just tremendous entertainment. Sands, the, as Pavel explained, the halftime show. Um, the blockbuster trades as of late. Outstanding dynamic to the game. To see what the West, what's going to happen out West, but more importantly, the slam dunk contest is back. Gerald Green blew out a cupcake with a candle in it that was sitting on the rim. You kidding? That means he has to get his mouth to the rim, not just his head, his mouth. Therefore, the phrase "kissing the rim," as I say, Gerald Green kisses the rim. Dwight Howard, how impressive! But who was more creative? If you saw it, Dwight Howard. With the Superman cape, th- throw or dunk, whatever you want to call it, it was free, free freaked that dunk. He f- totally freaked that. And that, or you know, the Dwight Howard off the uh, off the back and keeping his head behind the backboard, just sick. Who was more creative, Gerald Green, Dwight Howard? Gerald Green. I mean, Gerald Green did something this year that will never ever be done again. Because anybody who does anything similar, I mean, you're going to put a whole cake up there? I mean, he, he thought of something truly original. I give him credit for that. And Dwight Howard, his, his was original too. But still, I'd say Gerald Green was a, you know, a lot more creative. There it is, Jamal Spencer. I'll say, I'll say it as well. Gerald Green, maybe not as freakishly athletic as Dwight Howard. But boy, who would have thought? Light the candle, put it on the, the iron, blow it out, and then cram? Right. Are you kidding me? The cupcake stayed up what you, there. What too. do you think the best dunk of all time is? The slam dunk competition. Ooh man, that's up there. Vince, didn't Jordan go from the free throw line like legit, legitimately? Jordan did legit. Like, who is who is that bum from Toronto that like put the tape down and didn't even? Yeah. Didn't even <laughs> he didn't even jump from the free throw line. And he put I, the was tape. Mario Moon. Yeah, get, like, get out of here. Nah, I don't care. Greatest dunk of all time is any dunk that Vince Carter did in two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand. That was that. Was which was better though? He did which a contest? Verse three six that one because I mean he was virtually by himself. Everyone knew he was going to win that year after his first dunk. He did a reverse three sixty windmill. He went from the free throw line, just inside the free throw line with two hands. You know, he put his whole arm in the rim. I mean, like you said, if you want to get high enough to kiss the rim, how many people can put their arm up to the elbow inside a basketball rim? Quease Gray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Point taken. But I want to see it, though. Oh, yeah. So that you're saying the, the Vince Carter slam dunk competition as a whole was better than the slam dunk contest Saturday night? I want to say everything that Vince Carter did in 2000. Beat anything that happened Saturday night. Saturday night was so spectacularly, it's just brilliant. The the ideas these guys came up with, it has to be, in my, it may not be in the most competitive, but it was the most creative, and I think it scores some points there. But I think you go back to the was it the Jordan Dominique days? Yeah. Oh my goodness! I still like the Spud Webb. Yeah, I was just gonna say Spud that was pretty Webb. sweet. I mean, he's five foot nothing. Get up there like that. Interesting. When I, I was recently in Dallas over Christmas break, and uh, went out to eat at, at this restaurant, and, and there was Spud Webb, washed up pro. <laughs> it was hilarious. Just hilarious story. But good to see Spud Webb. I guess he stay, He lives in Dallas in a, for, permanently now for his retirement home. Uh, so Spud Webb. But the NBA is on the rise, and that's my point. Gerald Green, ridiculously impressive with the candle in the cupcake. That was great. Uh, but the NBA is on the rise. Best slam dunk I've seen in a few years. Slam dunk contest. And Dwight Howard's a freak. Uh, but we move to hockey quickly, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michigan say hockey sweeps Western Michigan. They prepare to face Michigan at home on Friday and Saturday at the Joe uh, Pavel. Their, th- their chances of uh, winning two here this weekend against Michigan. 
Oh, it's great. We got uh, Michigan coming into town on Friday. It's a great home home court, uh, home ice advantage, and it gears us up for the Joe. So uh, this Western Michigan bounce back was really key to get us, you know, get a little ball, the ball rolling before Michigan. So it's going to be nice. Excited for the weekend. But let's move ahead. Just a quick note: Hockey Friday, <laughs> 8 p.m. against Michigan. We got basketball to talk about. Men's basketball, two-game losing streak. I caught up with Coach Izzo today to get his thoughts on the whole situation. Uh, here's what T.I. head coach Tom Izzo had to say today. Fairly obvious, you know, the turnover situation is something that we talk about every week and it hasn't changed. And that's a one big reason. But if you look at it statistically, like we try to do, just amazing in how many areas we're, we're either leading the Big Ten or we're right there at the top two or three spots, and yet we can't... Uh, the big one is field goal percentage, you know. We just can't get enough shots up to uh, the ones we're getting up or making. Uh, one out of every two just about, and we can't get enough off because of the turnovers. Now against Purdue, that's a team that turns you over a lot. And Those of you that were there, it was an electrifying atmosphere down at Indiana. There's no question about that. Probably the best I've seen it there in 15 years. But um, it's still not a team that put that much pressure on you to make the kind of turnovers uh, we've made. And uh, that part is concerning, disturbing, and yet it is fixable. It just hasn't been fixed very much. And I think it's going to have to be a a little bit by players deciding that they're going to not take uh, the foolish, risky passes or the uh, half-court fumbles that we've made. And... Yeah, again, it's it's not something you can just sit there and work on, meaning um, it's not teaching them how to make a chess pass or an overhead pass. It's more in the decision-making process, and that's been a struggle. So our forwards have been maybe the main culprits. Uh, you know, our guards got the ball in their hands a lot. The forwards don't, and both, you know, G and, and uh, Raymar have turned it over a lot, and Got a lot of questions on Ray Moore, and you know, after his great start, he was the most consistent player. Fifteen games in, and he's he's had some ups and downs, more downs than ups in in recent uh, performances. And you know, it's uh, something that we talked to him about, and we're going to continue to work on. So, all in all, we're twenty and five, and we're you know, arguably out of the Big Ten race as far as for a Big Ten championship, unless. Some strange things happen, but there's a lot of great basketball left to be played. The nice thing about basketball compared to football is you still have a chance to compete uh, for something that is maybe as big as it gets at the end of the year, and that's what we're going to try to home in on. So That was head coach Tom Izzo speaking today at his weekly press conference. Uh, we look at this team, uh, obviously a two-game losing streak, losing at Purdue and at Indiana last week. Um, but first, just a side note. Your thoughts on the situation at Indiana with Kelvin Sampson, the recruiting violations, obviously, um, alleging alleged that he had a assistant call a recruit that handed him the phone. Is it is the NCAA trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here? With he's simply calling recruits. You know, is, is he he's not been proven to to give them money or incentives for coming to Indiana. In my opinion, you look at it, it's a phone call. How harmless is that? But obviously there are rules, and they're there for a reason. I mean, rules are rules. And you say it's one phone call, but one phone call can be the difference between Eric Gordon going to Indiana and Eric Gordon going to Illinois. So he can, if he's only allowed 10 and he makes 11, that 11 phone call is the one that got Eric Gordon there. Maybe. I'm, you know, Obviously I'm speculating. But if he's only allowed, he has to stick to the rules. And they're basically saying if you break any rule, we're going to come get you. So I think the NCAA is doing the right thing. And I want to say, he had problems at Oklahoma, too. So, I mean, this is a recurring <clears throat> problem. This just didn't happen in Indiana. I mean, did he, not, did he not learn from the first time he got in trouble with the NCAA from Oklahoma? I mean, he he came to Indiana well, you know, after having all these NCAA violations. I feel like, I feel like you know, if there's a moment of, moment of silence or something at a stadium and everybody's silent and one guy speaks out, that's that one phone call. If everybody, if nobody's making phone calls, and then Kelvin Sampson's making a phone call, he's getting an upper hand on everybody else. So you make those phone calls when nobody else is, you're going to get an upper hand. It's illegal, and that's why it's regulated like that by the NCAA. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they're just going to try and make an example out of him 
to be fair to everybody. And like you guys said, if he does make that additional call and that's the deal breaker, it's really not fair. So. Yeah, I can I can agree with you on that. It's just it's just a tough situation because you look at it and you say, man, it's only a phone call. But hey, if it was the difference in Eric Gordon in all twenty eight points against us going to mm-hmm. Indiana over Illinois, and obviously it gives you a distinct advantage, while other coaches who are abiding by the rules are disadvantaged. Uh, but we we continue on with basketball talk. Um, Michigan State twenty and five. Where is the problem with this team lie? Bigs, guards, leadership, coaching? Well, where do you guys see the, the problem stemming from? All of the above. I mean, and the, that's the worst part about it is you can't blame one thing for this slide. You can say they turn the ball over. Even when they're not turning the ball over, they're not winning. In the second half against Purdue, I believe, they only turned the ball over a handful of times. They still couldn't get back in the game. I mean, people aren't scoring consistently. One night Drew has 20. The next he has 10 or 5. One night Kalen Lucas scores 20. Next, he has 11 with four turnovers. So the team as a whole is playing very inconsistent basketball, and I don't, I don't know if Izzo can get this team on, back on the right track. I feel like their mindset is just somewhere else. There's a lot of, you know, just bad passes, lots of traveling calls. Raymar Morgan's averages how many traveling turnovers a game? It's Raymar. If there's a traveling call, it's got to be on Raymar. I mean, that was one of the biggest turnovers against Purdue that led us to losing that game. We could have taken the lead, but. It's, it's definitely all of the above. Turnovers, um, just everything. And we cannot win on the road, and no matter who we play. I feel I feel nervous at Illinois, at Ohio State, the last two games of the year. It's just, uh, I'd like to think that at Wisconsin would be our last tough game of the season. But the way we've been playing on the road, Illinois and Ohio State on the road is just as tough. Having been to both campuses, yes, those are crazy environments where fans are extremely passionate about their basketball, their football, and, and even Madison the most. They love every sport out there. They support women's basketball, the volleyball, everything across the board. Tremendous fan support. Uh, but one thing to note, the team is struggling, clearly. But be patient, and here we go again. Don't be fair weather, because watch this team get their junk together and make a deep tournament run, then everyone's going to be saying, you know what I told you. You know, I told you back in back in March. You know, Michigan State, when they get to the tournament, that's when they tend to shine because Coach Is takes a little of the reins off and lets the boys run a bit. You know, lets them loose. That's the frustrating part, though. It's like, it's like watching the Pistons. It's like the Pistons will go through the NBA season, lose 15 games in a row in January, and you're like, what's wrong with these guys? Why aren't they doing anything right? They get to the playoffs, make a run to the conference finals, with relative ease. And with the Michigan State Spartans, it's like, why can't you do that in the regular season? You're right. They very well have a chance of going to the NCAA tournament and making a a great run. And everyone will be like, oh, I love this team. But my problem is, why can't they do that in the regular season? If Izzo Izzo takes the leash off in March, why can't he take the leash off in January and February? I think we're always known to pick it up when it counts. And I think we definitely have a chance... I think we might be a lower seed in the Big Ten tournament, and we're a dangerous four or five seed if we are that in the Big Ten tournament. We might make a run in that tournament. We might win it all, and you know, make maybe get a higher ranking in the NCAA tournament. And I think last year we almost beat UNC in the NCAA tournament in the second round with an, a sort of off year, as they like to call it, for Tom Izzo's team. So Tom Izzo always has the team prepared, and I, I still feel confident. We're still twenty and five. We should still have some confidence there. Ranked in one poll, I believe, 17th in the mm-hmm. nation now. Uh, but reminder, athletes are human beings, folks. They're not robots. They're not out here to perfectly execute and do what you want. It's not like push a button and they're going to perform. There are certain extrinsic factors that affect and influence athletes both on and off the court. I'm not saying there's something going on with this team, but you have to take that into account. We saw Duke get upset. Teams are losing across the country. Memphis plays a varsity high school schedule. Okay, they're they are going to get. I believe they will get rocked when they play Tennessee. At, you know what's at Memphis? Bruce Chris Lofton. Bruce Pearl and his old cheating self is going to come in there and they're going to get a W. And Memphis's perfect season will be gone because they play no one. It's like our non-conference. Who's Memphis got this week? Central Florida, UAB. Obviously, UAB. Was what a game! Lost. What a game. Robert Vaden. I respect him a lot because he followed Mike Davis, the man who recruited him to Indiana. I like that. But what is it? Man, I don't know if we can go back to the Indiana thing. What's Indiana going to do? 
I, they're gonna hire keep, hire back Bob Knight. They everybody there wants him. We we asked like fifteen people, like what do you want to do? And truthfully, maybe only five of them were sober. But at the time, it was like, you know, if Samson is really guilty, what do you want to do? Bring back Bobby. Everyone wants Bobby Knight to come back. He doesn't want to come back to Indiana. There's oh, a reason no. he left in the first place. But still, they're, they're stuck in the hole. They don't know what to do. I'd say if Cal- if there's an opening in Indiana, I think Dane Fife should be considered. I think he's done a great job at IPFW, and I think he's definitely got a chance that, you know, good old hometown guy. Dane Fife would be a perfect fit for Indiana. Steve Alford in New Mexico was also in that runner because he was the man at Indiana. Look at that. Alford turns down the job when Indiana wanted him when he was at Iowa. The next year he leaves. Yeah. Yep. There again, they're humans. There are certain factors that push and pull you or draw, attract you to, to one spot or another. I'm just saying, you know, there's certain factors. Drew Knight's a poor shooting in the beginning of the year. It had some wrist problems, okay? It's a key articulation when shooting a basketball, people. There's certain factors. They're not robots. You can bag on people all you want. Just relax, folks. Look and evaluate the season when it's over. Look in hindsight at the season as a whole. Don't rush to judgment here. We are at the 18th of February. Wait. Wait till the season plays itself out. Don't jump ship now and say this team's got so much talent. Coach Izzo can't coach it. They can't execute. The offense is stagnant and stale. They need... Just wait. Judge the season when it's over. That's all I'm saying. But who's the team MVP this far? Tell me that. Hmm. Speechless. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go out on one. I'll say I've really been impressed with the way Kalen Lucas has been playing. As a freshman to come out, the way he's been playing, he's really fast. The only thing I'd say about him, maybe he holds the ball a little too long, dribbles a little too much, gives up some turnovers. But for the most part, he's been pretty effective. Kalen Lucas, he's uh, averaging just over 10 points a game, just under four assists. Raymar Morgan, he's averaging 15 and six. Those numbers increasingly downward. As of late. <laughs> decreasing. Yeah. Decreasing as of late. But uh, your MVP. I'd say I'm going to break it down in the non-conference and conference. In the non-conference schedule, it was always Raymar Morgan because Drew Neitzel was always struggling to get going, and Raymar was there every every game, averaging 18 a game in non-conference. He was just off the wall. And now Kalen Lucas is carrying us when Neitzel or Morgan aren't going. When both of them aren't going, Kalen Lucas is there. So in the non-con- in, in the conference schedule, it's Kalen. You got me. I was speechless. I, I, but I actually <laughs> got to think about this. Here's the MVP, Drew Namick. The guy that doesn't show up, you know, on everybody's radar. He does the things that he's supposed to do. And I guess that's why people don't pay too much attention to him. But he's always getting two, three blocks a game and altering countless other shots. He's always there for a rebound. He can give you eight points a game. You can see when the ball ends up in his hands late in the shot clock. He can hit the mid-range jumper. He's good on the block. So he's doing everything that this team is asking him to do as a senior because he knows that that clock is ticking down and it's almost up. But Drew Namick is a uh, big time. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Big Drew. He came back. He's having a tremendous year. I mean, Defensively, offensively, he hits his free throws, incredibly consistent at the line. He can give you that. He's not going to make stupid mistakes with the Rock. Drew Namick, seriously, in the discussion for one of the most valuable players on the team. You take him away, you got a heady player, very smart, knows his role. Very, very valuable to this team is Drew Namick. Uh, where's his team headed from here? Um, they got nowhere to go but up. I mean, realistically, I guess they could drop one, two, or even three of their remaining games, if not more. But, like you said, they still got a Big Ten tournament to play. They still have time to prepare for the NCAAs. If the biggest t- problem on this team right now is turnovers, you just have to trust that Tom Izzo can keep pounding that into people's head. And, you know, maybe Raymar can, you know, get, become consistent again because this team really needs 15 points a night from Raymar Morgan. I know that's his average. But sometimes it really doesn't seem like he's getting that 15. It's a quiet 15, if you know what I mean. They need him to get with 15 points and 9 rebounds because he is the backbone of this team. You feel Raymar's a little gassed? He played I, in 28 total games last year at less minutes than this season, and we've already played 25 games. I, I do. You know, like you said, I don't want to make excuses, but like you said, these are athletes. They're not robots. They can't get tired. But as a freshman, he played in 28 games and set out a lot with an injury, so you know he kind of got a rest in the middle of the season, so to speak. Now he's going all out all night, and he's already played 25 games, 26 games. He does look a little winded to me because he's making mental mistakes. You know, when you get the ball late in the second half and you have that key turnover, that's not, you know, you being dumb. That's you being fatigued and making a mental mistake. So I think he might be a little winded right now. And he's making, he's missing some shots that he usually should make, Free especially Indiana and Purdue. He's, he missed some easy layups, some nice little, you know, 15 footers that he usually hits automatically. 
nonetheless, I think Raymar Morgan will be back on track. No worries there. I mean, he's a strong, strong-headed kid. He's going to be fine. This team will get it back together. And do not judge a season until it is over. Okay, go ahead and jump ship now. We'll see, yeah, we'll see you out roaming the streets of East Lansing when we're on our way to Final <laughs> Four, you know, enjoying the atmosphere. Uh, but you look, it's incredible. Michigan State's undefeated at home, 14-0 at home. Got Penn State, Iowa at the crib. Two, in my opinion, easy games to win. Revenge games. And then Indiana, March 2nd. We could go undefeated at the crib this season, and yet people, people are upset. If they go three and two the rest of the season, people will still deem it as a failure. I mean, even though they have a winning record overall, a winning Big Ten record, I believe, and you know, undefeated at home, people will still go, "Well, you couldn't win on the road." You're right. I don't know what the deal is. But look out! That has been the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Don't forget Jeff Shop in the Jazz Spectrum coming up next right here on Impact 89 FM. Brigitte, where are you headed? You're all dressed up nice. You going for the birthday or what? Uh, maybe a little bit later. We'll see. See what's going on. She's got the hoop earrings in. <laughs> Look out. Uh, for Ray Morrow, Jamal Spencer, the birthday girl, Brigitte Roy and Pavel Kaufman, I'm Dan Duggar. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap. We'll be on next Monday, 7 p.m., and we'll discuss Michigan State basketball further. We'll see what the Spartans can do. I'm sure they'll turn it around this week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.